Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to welcome you back to the Promise of Our Father podcast. We want to thank all our spiritual cuts leaders out there that's doing the work of the ministry and doing great work out there by leaps and bounds. We are growing. God is doing such a great thing in the earthly realm through the words of eternal life. And we ask that you continue to stay tuned with us and continue to manifest the glory of God through the speaking of the words of eternal life. I spoke last time on being 65 is a blessing. And I want you to realize that God had given me so much about that. I should have did a part two and a part three. We're going to continue and I'll probably come back to it at another time. But I just want you to know that your age is not significant with God. Your belief is most significant with God than your age is. Because if you can believe God at your age, you can change God. God can change your age through your belief. Because he can reverse back the years that he promised. See, ain't no man can reverse the years, but God can. So I just want to thank all our listeners out there, all throughout the world, all throughout the countries, all throughout the cities, all throughout the states uh, in the United States and all of the different countries that we are located in. And I just thank God and ask that you continue to pray for the ministry and continue to seek God daily for his bread. Seek God daily for his wine, because the bread and the wine is what we're going to discuss a little bit, and we're going to see where the bread and the wine is the significance of the power of the tent. But without further ado, let's get started, because i got some ways to go, and we want to get in and get out. So we're going to continue where we left off, and I want to thank all you once again here at the Promise of Our Father podcast, and we just love you with the love of God. Amen. So let's go to Matthews and Mark. We're going to go to Mark 4, 11. And then we're going to go to Matthews 13, 11. Now these two scriptures teaches the same thing in different parables, but it says different things in the same parable, although it may seem different, but it's not different. It's explaining the same thing that Christ was teaching so let's go to Mark 4, 11, and it reads, And Christ said to them, To you <clears throat> it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, you got to watch those outsiders. But to those who are outside, all things come in parable. I want to go now to Matthew 13, 10, and 11. Matthew 13, 10 and 11. And the scriptures read, And the disciples came and said to Christ, Why do you speak to them in parable? And Christ answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, who, who, but to them it has not been given. So I want to say this because I heard uh, I heard some people speaking about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God is different. The kingdom of heaven is the kingdom of God. So there's no different in one parable. It speaks of the heaven and it speaks of the God. God created in the beginning the heavens and the earth. Everything that proceeded forth from out of God is still God, although he gave it a name called heaven. But it was the earth that he created, and everything came from out of God was the earth. So the earth is God, but God gave the earth to the men and the women of God so that we can inherit it, the power of his anointing and his glory as we walk in the kingdom. 
of his glory of God. So I just want to say that. So I want to tag this him, huh? Those who are outside. Those who are outside. You got to watch out for those who are outside. Huh? After Christ has taken over the body of Christ, after, after Christ has taken over the body of Jesus during the baptism, baptism process, he began both to do and to teach his disciples up until the day in which he was taken up after through the Holy Spirit of God had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom as, as to whom he as Christ, the, to whom is the Christ, to whom he as Christ, after coming through the six-inch doors that were shut and presented himself alive after his suffering at the cross by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during the 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God and the promise of our Father. So it is amazing to me that in the, in the teaching that he was teaching all throughout huh, his time in earth in the body of Jesus, he was teaching things pertaining to God and pertaining to him as God in the body of Jesus. Huh? So Christ was also teaching on things pertaining of the kingdom of God and things pertaining to the promise of our Father. That's what makes this ministry and this podcast and Spiritual Cuts Ministry so powerful because we're teaching into things that has been revealed from out of the mystery. Because God said through his son Christ, he says, this is what I taught my son Christ to come to do as the teacher out of Matthews 23a. Because Christ is our teacher in John 6, 45. And he says, we are all learned and taught by God. So Christ was taught and learned by God to teach us about the kingdom and things pertaining to God from out of his kingdom. Now, as we read in the scriptures in Mark 4, 11, Christ said to you, as we read in Mark 4, 11, Christ said to me, as we read from out of the scriptures, uh, Mark 4, 11, and to all your, and to all the Christians and believers, he says to you, as a Christian and as saints of God and believers, he says, who are born again and filled with the Holy Spirit. Huh? Those who are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, this verse of Scripture applies to you too as well. And it says in Mark 4, 11 and Matthew 13, 11, and it says, it is to you. It has been given. To know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. For those who are on the outside, all things come in parables. I wonder how many churches that was affiliated with parables today. And I'm not against going to church and having fellowship with one another because scriptures teaches us in Hebrews 10.35 says that don't forget the assembly of one another, of fellowshipping with one another in the assembly of God. Huh? Then he tells us in 1 Corinthians, he tells us not to be unequally yoked. 
in 2 Corinthians huh, chapter 6, verse 14. He said, don't be unequally yoked while you're assembling yourself together. How many people in the church of God today was taught parables and thought they was in a place where God wanted them to be? I'm not going to get an answer from that, and I'm not looking forward to that, or even getting one. Now, from this point forward, you have to ask yourself, do this statement in this verse of Scripture applies to me? Do this scripture, this, this, this statement in the verse of this scripture applies to us as a bona fide Christian, as a bona fide believer, as a bona fide saint of God? Do this scriptures apply to us? Or we are we on the outside? Or we are the ones that are teaching on the kingdom of God? Because to have the kingdom of God, it has to be revealed from out of a secret. See, the secret things that belongs to God is revealed to us from out of who Christ teaches, from out of what God taught him to reveal. So now from this point forward, you have to ask yourself, do this statement in, the, in this verse of Scripture applies to me as a bona fide Christian? As a bona fide believer or a bona fide saint of God? Huh? I honestly know what is the, do you honestly know what is the mysteries of the kingdom of God is? Now we can, uh, or you can feel, huh? Or we can, or you can fool yourself. Or we can. Or you can fool yourself or lie to yourself and say that you know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And that the, and that the same time, at the same time, you don't have a clue what it is. How many people was operating from out of it? You may not have been taught about the kingdom of God today in your ministry, but I don't, and I don't mind that, but you have to understand that the kingdom of God is so powerful. Christ said in his teaching, and it says for you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God because something is lost in the body of God through the kingdom, through the glory, through the life of Christ and God, through not knowing what is the kingdom of God is. But we can fool ourselves or lie to ourselves huh? and say that we know the mysteries of the kingdom of God and that at the same time you don't have a clue what it is or maybe you might think you know or perhaps or peradventure you have been taught what is the mysteries of the kingdom of God is. Whether you know what it is or what it's not, I'm not here to judge you whether you do or not, or you do or don't. But this one thing I do know is that Christ taught us all those who consider themselves as followers of Christ. That is your own personal, that it is your own personal responsibility as an individual to find out what is the mystery of the kingdom of God is. And that this needed to be, and this need to be declared in your hearing while we're on this subject. If the kingdom of God is a mystery, that should indicate to us it is something that is hidden. 
This is a prof, 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 uh, let me go. Uh, a re reckless, this is a reckless, watch this here, a reckless or extravagant thing that why we have to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. It's a profligate. This is a profligate, meaning recklessness or extravagantly. We have to understand what is the mysteries of God. Why? Because a mystery is anything that is kept secret or remains unexplained or unknown. So if the mysteries of the kingdom of God has not been revealed to you and has been kept as a secret, just maybe, or perhaps a peradventure, you are part of those who are on the outside. Mm. that Christ was referred to in Mark 4.11. And after all these years of being taught the scripture, you are being taught in parable and not even, uh, not even aware of that you are being taught parables and not the mysteries or the secret things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Deuteronomy gives us the scriptures that teaches us that the secret things belongs to God. 29, 29. Huh? But those things which is revealed belongs to us and to our children forever. So whatever is in this kingdom that is a mystery that is of God is belongs to you and it belongs to me and it belongs to our children and our children's children forever. So it would behoove you, it would behoove me to find out what is exactly the mystery of the kingdom of God that Christ was teaching about. Huh? Come on. So if these secret things God kept for himself to be revealed through his son Jesus, through his son Christ, excuse me, Christ taught Jesus through his son Christ because Christ is our teacher. So Jesus had to be taught by Christ through his son Christ. These things had to be revealed because they belong to God. And no one can come to God except through Christ. You can't get to God through Jesus. But you need Jesus to get to God through Christ. Let me rectify that. For I have a few callers and say, man, you ain't, you got this thing all messed up. So if you are a member of any denomination, high glory, any denomination affiliation, or any denomination religion affiliation that derives from any church religion affiliation, and you don't know or have not been revealed the mysteries of the kingdom of God. You have been taught parables all your church-going life and not comprehending and understanding the power of Christ's resurrection because the secret things of God has, been, has not been revealed to you. 
And don't be embarrassed or ashamed of the gospel of Christ if you have not so learned Christ through the gospel. So you've been taught about Christ through Jesus, but Jesus had to be taught by Christ through God. So Christ had to teach Jesus how to come to God. So don't feel bad, even Jesus being in the earth for 30 years of ministry through his mama Mary and through his daddy Joseph had to be actually retaught again another the first principles of the oracles of God through Christ. So don't feel bad. Look at it as a learning process because we're all learning and being taught through the spirit of him and the promise of our father. So it's not something to point fingers, throw rocks and hide hands behind my back as if I didn't know myself or knew all my life myself. It's not like that. I'm pointing out what you don't know, that what you're going to need to know in order to receive the promise of our father. Day glory. And to have the spirit of eternal life abiding in you through the kingdom. I got to get to that part. Now, brothers and sisters, let's revisit. Scriptures in Mark 4, 11. And it reads, And Christ said to them, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to those who are on the outside, all things come in parables, so that seeing they may see uh, and not perceive, and hearing they may hear uh, and not understand. Let's they who? Christians and believers and saints of God, that they should turn from their ignorance and their sins will be forgiven them. In other words, Christ is insinuating to us that if we don't know the mysteries of the kingdom of God after being in ministry for some five years, for some 10 years, for some 15 years, for some, huh? For some 5, 10, 15, for some even 20 years. And I got a plus 20 on mine. I don't know what you have on yours. huh? He says that for all them years, we have been in sin because we've been learning parables. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And I'm not ashamed to tell you about my ignorance of the word of eternal life. I'm not ashamed to tell you I've been taught uh, the Eronimus teaching that was wrong. Recall in, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 6, it says, It's the spirit of truth versus the spirit of error. I was taught the spirit of error, and the error was the truth to me, and the truth was the error. So when you told me I can live forever, that was an error because no one can live forever in this body, I thought, until God revealed to me the kingdom of his secret from out of his glory through his body. Oh, I got to get out of that. Huh? And it is a shameful thing. It is a shameful act before God and Christ when you pretend to know something when you don't. Don't get caught up. And the foolishness, oh foolish Galatians, uh, who have bewitched you in your teaching, take glory. 
So in verse 13 in Mark chapter 4, it continues to read and it says, huh? Let's back up what Christ says that, uh, look, I'm telling you, he's insinuating to us that you don't know the mysteries of the kingdom of God after being in ministry for all these years. Hmm? I was a part of that for many, many years, up to the 20 to 30 years. Huh? But I'm not ashamed to say it because I want correction to be one of our manifestations, our masterpiece in learning these words of eternal life. Peter says, where will we go? Huh? What other church will we attend, Father? What other teaching will we get? You have the words of eternal life. Huh? So in verse 4, in Mark, excuse me, in Mark 4, verse 13, I want to back up my previous statements about all these years in ministries and not understanding the truth about the kingdom of God. In Mark 4, 13, it says, And Christ said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you? Uh-oh, let me say that again. Christ said to them, Do you not understand this parable? Then Christ says, then to you as Christians and believers and saints of God, understand all parables. He said, if you miss this word of eternal life and eternal teaching today, today, he says that if you don't understand this parable, this parable, he said, you're going to miss out on what God promised. Thank you. You as a Christian, as a saint, and as a believer, he says you're going to miss out because you are following something that is a parable. You're being taught something that is a parable. And every now and then a parable should always go into where the parable took Christ in. See, Christ pulled his disciples to the side and he began to start teaching about the parable because those on the outside wasn't interested. There are some people going to hear this message today that is not going to be interested in knowing what is the mystery of the kingdom of God. But I want you to know, you are a fool and you're missing out on what God has for you through his power, through his son Christ. Hey, I got to get out of there before I lose all my friends. I ain't gonna have no more friends. I don't need no friends because I'm a friend of God. God spoke to me and said, you're a friend of me, son. Hey, if you have no other friends out there, you are my friend because you are doing my will, speaking my words through the power of the anointing that I anointed you in. And Christ said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you, as a Christian and as a believer and as a saint of God, understand all parables? Here at Spiritual Cuts Ministry and the Promise of Our Father Podcast Ministry, we have explained the mystery of the kingdom of God through our teaching in previous podcast episode messages. So if you desire to have the full teaching, you will have to go back to our early teaching in the first two series to get the entire teaching on the mystery of the kingdom of God. But the mystery of the kingdom of God is found in, just in case you want to research briefly, in Matthew 16, huh, verse 24 through 28 and goes into Matthew 17, 1 through 4. And then you can go to Luke chapter 9, verse 23 through 35. This three chapters reveals what is the mysteries of the kingdom of God. This type of teaching has to be revealed. 
Because this is God's secret. And God's hidden mystery, he is sharing and revealing to us. Here at Spiritual Cuts Ministry and the Promise of Our Father podcast, those who are on the outside cannot perceive and understand this parable and understand what we are teaching because they are still being taught parables. These are they who reject the knowledge of God and his glory. Because the kingdom of God is his glory. In a short semantic presentation, if I had to tell you that and put a pinpoint behind it, huh? It's the glory of God. And the scripture says in Luke, and he said, and Peter, hey, after they woke up, he oh my God, they saw his glory. He says, some of you will not taste death. Uh, that is standing before me. He took him out there six, seven, eight days later, and he showed him, and he transfigured the body of Jesus into the body of Christ, into the body of God. And the body of God showed up with the body of Moses and Elijah, and they were in glory. So the kingdom is the glory. Glory. So when God come back for his church, he's coming back for his glory. When he taught the last 40 days in the earthly realm, he taught things pertaining to the glory of the the glory of God and the promise of our Father. But those who are on the outside, these are they who reject the knowledge of the glory of God. But the prophet Habakkuk warned us of this. In Habakkuk 1.5, it says, look among you nations. Let me say that again for 2023's era. He says, look among those Christians and believers. Let me say this again for those who at the whosoever moved church. Huh? He says, look among the heathens and the saints of God. Let me say that again. Look among you. Huh? And watch. And be utterly astonished. For I will work a work in your days, 2023, October 1st, 2023. I will work a work and speak a word in your declaring, and that you would not believe, though it was told you, pertaining the kingdom of God. Come on. In Habakkuk 2, he says, okay. Habakkuk, I'm going to write you, I'm going to bring you to a place so you can watch. And I need you to watch what the vision is going to be. So let's see what God says in Habakkuk 2. We was into Habakkuk 1 verse 5, where he says, I'm going to declare and work a work in your day in 2023. Even if the words of eternal life was explained to you, even if the words of eternal life was broken down to you, even if the body that came through the door that was shut, the six-inch door that was shut on the sixth day, that matches the same body that he created on the sixth day, look at yonder, look at God. He said, if you can understand and comprehend that door and that body, that the door was the body that he came through. The body wasn't the door, but the door was the body because he made the body out of the door. And he came through it. Cain, he said, touch this door. Touch this body. Fill this doorknob. Touch my hands. Put your hands in the side when you slam the door. Touch my side. And know that it's I. And that a spirit. 
does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. The body that was made from the dust of the ground out of creation from out of the spirit of God in the creation from the earth, not the dust, but the earth and the heavens, the celestial, the terrestrial. He said, touch this body. Hmm. I spoke to you about this body way in the beginning. I got to get out of that. Way back then, when we have no recollection or perception of when it even took place because we've been blinded by the gods of this world. Huh? Come on. So let's continue reading what Habakkuk says. In Habakkuk 2, chapter 2, verse 1, I will stand on my watch and set myself on the rampart, the rampart and watch to see what God would say to me and what I was asked when I am corrected. This is powerful to me. Even Habakkuk had to be corrected in his thinking, his stanky thinking about what he thought about God, about what was going to be said and the work he was going to perform in the last days. In those days, I'm going to work a work. And even if it was told, so Habakkuk said, look, man, I'm a prophet. I need to go find out what God needs to say to me. So I want to have a meeting with him. God said, can you little butt and stand on the top of the hill and Watch and see what I'm going to do and what I'm going to say. And Habakkuk said, Father, I, 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 I forgive me for my sin because I know what I not, I know what I not do. He says that, look, I'm here to be corrected. When have you have been ever in the presence of God and said, God, I'm here to be corrected. See, it's all right to not to know what the kingdom of God is, but it ain't all right to keep fooling yourself like you do. But even Habakkuk, as a prophet, says, I'm here, Father God, whatever I answer, whatever I ask you, I'm here to be corrected in my wrong saying, in my wrong belief, in my wrong thinking about what I believe about your kingdom. <sighs> so now, and he says, what I will answer when I'm corrected. So he was already prepared to give an answer, but if the answer he gave was wrong, he didn't mind being corrected. Huh? So even Habakkuk had to be corrected on things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Then God answered him and said in verse 2, Habakkuk 2, 2, and said, Write the vision, son. Write the vision, my daughter. And I need you to make it plain on tablets. The base of your heart. The 18 inches of your heart from your mind. I need you to write this vision down from your mind to your heart. The 18 inches where I'll abide. I need for you to write this down. That he and that she who desires to come into the knowledge of the spirit of him and the promise of our father pertaining things to the kingdom, which is the mystery is being revealed through this message. He says, write it down so they can read it. When you explain it to him, make it plain. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak. Oh, it's saying something to us now. If you don't believe God speaking the vision in the earthly realm now, you better not even be walking around praising God because you are lost and you are still being taught parables. But if you know that the vision is for now, the appointed time has arrived. And the end it would speak. 
So God is speaking to his people at this appointed time, and the people still think it's all these things taking place, taking place because, you know, there is no God. God is trying to get our undivided attention and get us from understanding that you still haven't learned Christ. You've still been learning the parables. Those who are on the outside is missing out on the things that are on the inside of my body. Me as God, my son Christ, as the spirit of him and the promise of our father and my son Jesus as the Holy Spirit, the body that died as the lamb. you still missing out on the lamb of God as Christ being the body that changed Jesus' body to the lamb. So that the body as the lamb come through the doors that were shut to be an offering. He presented his blood and the body of the lamb. Because he changed his blood from out of, out of Jesus' blood to Christ's blood to present it to God's blood. So that when the promise of our father come back in the earthly realm, he says, wait and tarry until the promise of our father. He says, when I come back, I have the fullness of the Godhead, of the blood of God and the blood of Christ and the blood of the lamb who is the Holy Spirit, who is Jesus, who is Christ in the body of Jesus as God. He said, you got to watch out now. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Let me tell you something. Living forever is not a lie in this body. Enoch, we talked last week about Enoch, how he lived forever at the age of 65. And I thank God for using the age of 65 as he walked with him for 300 years. And God took him and tasted not death because he, he testified of the spirit of the power of God. And he didn't even have the power of the resurrection of Christ. But he had Christ as the power that was resurrected from out of God. Come on. Y'all got to get me out of all this here. But let me continue. Let me say this here. Look what it says pertaining to those who are on the outside. Way back in Habakkuk 2 verse 4. After the vision is being manifested. Behold the proud. Let me say that again. It says, Behold Christians and believers and the saints of God. He is or her soul. It's not upright in him or her. Why? Because all their lifetime, they have been taught parables and doesn't have a clue what is the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Yes. But they who have the knowledge of the mystery of the kingdom of God lives by his or her fate. Because in, 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 in Hebrews, 11, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
Now, when you go to Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 and 17 and 18, and he says that, oh, don't let no one cheat you out of a, your reward because the substance is the body of Christ. It's the body of Christ. The body of Christ is the substance. And he says that don't let no one tell you about a Sabbath or a certain day that you can worship God because the Sabbath is the day of God's worship in the body that is the substance that you have not seen, that you worship in, that you believe in, that you walk in, that is the body, so the just shall live by faith in the vision of the knowledge of the glory of God that he spread in the earth through the spirit of him and the promise of our father. So now we got to get down to the vision that God corrected Habakkuk on was that the knowledge of the glory of God would be spoken in the earth and Christians and believers and the saints of God would not believe it even if it was told them, although it had been declared, it had been taught, told, and spoken to them, and even proven to them through the infallible proofs of his teaching through the Son of God as Christ. Through Christ's teaching, because we all are taught and learned by God. This is heavy to me because in Habakkuk 2.14 is where the vision was pulled from out of Habakkuk because Habakkuk had to bring the vision all the way back to Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 5. Even if it was told to you, he says in Habakkuk 2.14, after he talked about the vision in Habakkuk 2.2, he says in 2.2 and 2.3, he says, write the vision and make it plain. So the vision that he made plain found in Habakkuk 2.14, he says, and the We'll be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the water covers the sea. Come on. So now we got to go back to Mark 4, verse 1 and 2. And when we go to Mark 4, look what it says. As the water covers the sea, the vision is the knowledge of the glory. And the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. I already told you that the glory of God is actually the kingdom. And the mystery when it's revealed from out of Matthew's 8, Matthew 16 and 17, and Luke chapter 9, verse 23 through 30, it is revealed the knowledge of the glory of the kingdom of God is the mystery that Peter them saw in glory when Moses and Elijah was appeared in glory and showed up. So now the vision of the glory of God is covering the sea. And he said, I'm going to fill the earth with covering the sea of the knowledge of my glory. So now we got to go to Matthews and Mark. Let's go to Mark 4, 1, 2. It's in Matthews 13, huh? 9, 10, and 11, but I'm going to use Mark 4, 1, 2. Let's get down with it. And again, Mark 4, 1 says, and again, this means he, Christ, talked. Before by the sea. Uh-oh, come on. And again, meaning he taught before by the sea. Meaning if it's an again, he taught before by the sea. You may not reveal it or it may not be known to you. But if it's saying again and again mean another, huh? It mean another, but the same thing, another happened once again. 
And he says, again, meaning he taught before by the sea. Habakkuk said the earth would be filled with the knowledge of the, the knowledge of God as the water covered the sea. In Mark chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, it says, Oh, you got to watch. You need to know that Christ is the Christ is the glory of God that is covering hey, the sea. Come on. Mark 4 1 says, and again Christ began to teach by the sea. And the great multitude was gathered to him. So Christ got into the boat. And the boat got into Christ. And Christ sat in the sea. And the sea sat on Christ. As the water covered, as the spirit of the water, the spirit of the the spirit of God hovered over the water. So again, as the water covers the sea, the glory. You got to watch out. The glory of the knowledge of the kingdom of the mystery of God is covering, being manifested through the glory of Christ. (laughs) Being hovering in the boat on the sea. And he's filling the earth. The earth is a picture of the bodies that were made from the dust to the ground. So now watch what the scripture says because it's going to show us about the earth which is the land. Mm. And again, Christ began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him. So Christ got into the boat and sat on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. So now you got the land and the earth, and the earth will be filled with the spirit and the power of God through the knowledge of the glory. That glory. So now we see it again. Come on. Now this is a picture of the prophet, the prophecy, huh? The prophecy of the prophet Habakkuk being fulfilled in the vision that God told him to write down and make it plain on tablets. He said, draw, he said, Pastor D, write it down and make it plain on a podcast. He said, Pastor D, write it down and make it plain on Spiritual Cuts Ministry. He said, Pastor D, write it down and make it plain on the Promise of Our Father podcast live. He says, Habakkuk, the and Habakkuk 2.14, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory as the water covers the sea. Christ was teaching them what happened to those who let others deceive them out of the promises of God. He explained so clearly that you don't need to make any more difficult to make it any more difficult than it is. A babe can understand his teaching. Let's go to Mark. Drop down a little bit to Mark 14, 13 and 20, 13 through 20. Now I got to read, so if you hear some pages flipping, I'm in the scriptures like I always have been. Amen? And Mark 14, it reads, excuse me, Mark chapter 4, verse 13, and it reads, And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? Verse 14 says, The soul sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside. These are those who are on the outside, huh? That where the word is sown. When they hear, 
that are on the outside that are learning parables, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts between the 18 inches of their hearts and their mind. The enemy is 666. So the number of a beast and the number of man is 666. So Satan, the beast, the man, as the beast, as teaching as the beast, comes to take away and deceive you of your reward. In scriptures, it tells us right back in Colossians 2.18, it says, let no one cheat you from out of your reward. The body of Christ, the glory of God, the knowledge of the glory of the spirit of him and the promise of our father. Let no one cheat you from out of your reward. And in Mark 14, in Mark chapter 4, verse 14, the soul sold the word. In verse 15, these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These, this likewise, are the ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Huh? And they have no root in themselves and to endure only for a moment or for a time. Afterwards, when tribulations or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. So the word is explaining, like I said earlier, just as plain as it needs to be. If I had the time, I'll expound on it, but I don't have the time to explain. So it's explaining already to save time. So now, my brothers, it says the seal, and they have no root in themselves, and so, in, and so endure only for a time after when tribulations. Yeah, I done been there. Persecution. Yeah, I done been there. Arises for the word's sake. See, I didn't know that the word was beating me up so that I could come in too. When you get beat up enough, you will come in too. Huh? But not most people come in too where they need to be coming to because they hadn't been beat up enough. So when I beat this word across your head through the spirit of him and the promise of my father that beat me across my head as the spirit of him and the promise of my father, I came into him. I said, I ain't got nothing else to lose. Who wants to die, huh? And try to make it to heaven. And you got the opportunity to live forever and not die. And, and declare the works of God because if, I, if the works that I'm going to work in those last days, even if it was declared and proclaimed to you, the proclamation would not even be received because you've been parabolized. Huh? I was parabolized for a long time. Verse 18 says, now these are those now, these are the ones who sow among thongs. They are the ones who hear the word. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things entering into their hearts. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Entering into their hearts. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I hope we be able to get this message because I want you to know something, my brother, that this message is so powerful to me where God is doing such a great thing in the earthly realm. He wants us to manifest his glory through the understanding of his spirit. He says that now these are the ones who sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches. 
happiness, huh? Our jobs, our loved ones, our family, and desires for other things entering to choke the word. A lot of stuff we let choke the word has no prevalence in choking the word, but we are not stuck in the word. Let the word choke us through the spirit of Christ. It's all right if Christ put his hands around your neck and he choked the word, huh, in you and choked the word that you don't need out of you, but the devil is doing the choking. Satan is doing the choking. So Satan is choking you so nothing come in. Christ is choking you so something can come out. But no one wants to learn of Christ choking because no one wants to be choked. But it's all right to be choked by the enemy, by the devil, by Satan. I wish that joker would put his hands around my neck. I got something for him. He had me before. But I be darn he ain't got me now. Because I have the power and the blood of God. Yes, glory. I get excited when I think of that. Let me continue because I got to get out of this here. Amen. So in verse 20, it says, and the word choke them in verse 19, and it becomes unfruitful. Don't let your word come unfruitful, my brother and my sister. Don't let the words of eternal life become unfruitful to you. But these things, these are those who are in the inside when sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, they accept it and bear fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. Now, this is where I've been trying to get to, to explain the mysteries of the kingdom of God. I had to go through all that to get to him. Come on. The 30, the 60, and the 100-fold. We're going to wrap this up real quick because we're going to deal with the 30, the 60, and the hundredfold. I want you to know we are where we're supposed to be at, where we're going to be at, my brothers, in these scriptures. It ties into the 30, the 60s, and the hundredfolds ties into the kingdom of God because the mystery of the kingdom of God is hidden within the 30. It's hidden within the sixty. It's hidden within the hundredfold. So let's go to the Lord's Supper in Luke chapter 22. Huh? So now we got to go to Luke. Let's go to Luke 22. <clears throat> I had it marked, but I guess I took the mark out I had. Glory. It's all right. <clears throat> so look what Luke 22 says. Luke 22, starting at verse 14. When the hour had come, he sat down, talking about Christ, and the 12 apostles with him. And then Christ said to them, <clears throat> With fervent desire, I have desire to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I would no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Come on. Here it is again. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. So eating the bread and eating the flesh, drink, excuse me, drinking the flesh and the blood of God. It's not manifested until you understand when it's really being manifested in. Or what time the blood and the bread is important in your body. 
Although he had the last supper with them, that was a symbolic of what was going to come because he said it will not be fulfilled until the kingdom of God come. He already in Luke chapter 9 and Matthew 16 and 17, he gave us a picture of the kingdom being transformed into glory. So now, in order for it to come, he has to go through the suffering as he's going to read, as we read, as he's going to say in the reading. And in Luke 22, verse 17, it says, Then he took, Christ took the cup and gave thanks and said, Father, this is, and, the, and this is, take this, excuse me, take this and divide it among yourselves to the disciples. So he took the cup and they divided among themselves. For I say to you, I say to you, I will not drink of this, the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Come on. We read in Matthews 4.11, it is for you to know the mystery. And in Matthews 13.11, excuse me, in Matthews 13.11, it is for you to know the kingdom of the mysteries of God. And in Mark 4.11, it is for you to know the mystery of the kingdom. And all this cannot happen in the kingdom until it is fulfilled when he comes. Verse 19, Luke 22, and he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let me keep reading because I got some ways to go. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper. So now the cup that they had, they ate the bread. Now they're taking the cup and he drank the cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. And Luke and Leviticus 17, 17, 11 says, And the life of the flesh is in the blood. And he has given the blood as an atonement in the life. So the life of the flesh is in the blood for an atonement for your soul. So this blood and the new covenant is the body and the blood of God. Which is shed it for you. So God shed his blood from out of the lamb. The lamb of God always was God. And he used Jesus in the body to go through the cross. To bleed the blood. From out of the lamb. Because the blood of the lamb was a picture of the animal blood at the cross in Exodus chapter 12. When the deaf angel saw the blood of an animal, he remembered the lamb of God as the blood of an animal that was an animal that was used for blood. But now the blood of the lamb of God, shoo, and death has to flee from the blood. Of God as the Lamb. So now you got the new covenant where the life of the flesh is at. The life of the flesh of the new covenant is the blood of God. But the blood of God is not God's blood until Christ presented the blood as the Lamb. But the Lamb had to go through the suffering. And the Lamb body had to be laid in the tomb. And the blood of Jesus body that was at the cross. Huh? That he promised to come get. Because the life of the flesh and the blood spoke and said, hey, man, don't forget me down here. 
So Christ came from out of the tomb in the body as the Holy Spirit as they were created on the sixth day and got the blood. Now the blood of Christ and the blood of the Holy Spirit is now in the tomb as the blood of God. But the Christ, the blood of Jesus is still laying down. So he went and got that blood. So just like he changed the miracle. In the first miracle that he performed, he changed the water into wine. Now he changed Jesus' blood that came from Mary into the blood of God as he was in the tomb. So this is the new covenant blood. Not Jesus' blood like we've been taught. This is God's blood. Hey, like it's being revealed. And verse 21 says, mm. But behold, the hand of my betrayals is with me on the table. Although the blood is present, the betrayal is always there. You may be in a place being betrayed and not even know it. But I'm going to get out of that. Mm. And I want to go to the last part. In closing, 1 Corinthians. Yeah. 13, 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. I got to read this and get out of here, my brothers and sisters. If you're going to listen to the best message on the podcast, don't worry about the length of it. Worry about the power. Because I want you to understand there's power in the power of the power of in his resurrection. So now let's go to 1 Corinthians and explain the blood again. But watch with how it's explained now. So Christ said nothing will be fulfilled in the kingdom of God until the blood of the new covenant has arrived. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which I also declared to you, delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So Christ is me. Anytime you see the red teaching or the red talking, it's Christ teaching. And in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So now you have to remember the blood that of the new covenant is of Christ. Hmm? And the blood of Jesus has been changed into the blood of Christ, but not yet as you read it here. But now it's about to be changed because he presented his own blood from out of Hebrews chapter, chapter 9. He presented his own blood to God so that the blood of Jesus was changed from out of the water and the wine and the water and the blood that he came by in 1 John chapter 5, verse, verse 8, 7, and 8. He came in his own blood, the water and the blood. So the water and the blood had to be a mixture of the water and the wine for the transition and the transition transformation to take place in the prophecy. High glory. So now, my brothers, I want you to realize, let's continue reading verse 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he come. So anytime you're walking in the body, 
huh, of the body in the picture of what Jesus is in, you're walking and you proclaiming his death. But the body that you see that was Jesus was not really the body of Jesus any longer. It was the body of God as the lamb that was given the name Jesus. So now the body has changed because now the body that the enemy sees is Jesus, but the body that God sees is the lamb. So if you are in the lamb, you are in God. But if you are in Jesus, you are still lost and you are still in salvation and still trying to learn how Christ got Jesus into God through his spirit and his power in the grave. Hey, during the transition and the first miracle in the tomb. You got to get that one too. That's part of the podcast. So let's finish reading. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27, Therefore, whoever eat this bread or drink this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. See, no one understands the body and the blood because it is the mystery of the kingdom. <laughs> so the body and the blood has been taught in parables, and so the blood and the body has been a parable to, to those who are being taught. Because he says you will not eat of this until if you have to eat what you see, it can't be of faith. Faith is what you don't see. I'm not against those who are taking communion, but if you're still taking what you can see, it can't be of God. It's still symbolic of the law. Because he said... You're doing it unworthy and will be guilty of the body and the blood of God. Verse 28 in 1 Corinthians. But let a man, verse 28 in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 says, But let a woman examine herself. Let a man examine himself and let him and her eat of this bread and drink of this cup. For he who eats, for she who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks damnation to themselves, discerning, not discerning the Lord's body because of the parables. He says those on the outside has learned parables and they can't discern the Lord's body. If you got to eat the body and you got to see the body you eat and you got to drink the blood and you got to see the wine and blood you eat. He says, if you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you should have eternal life in you in John chapter 6. But if you eat of it and you see it, it ain't of God. Come on. Now, this is the verse. I'm trying to get to verse 29. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 29 and 30. He says, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself. Or he or she who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, they drink unto herself, and not discerning the Lord's body. Verse 30, and for this reason, many are weak. That's why you're being taught parables. Many are sick among you because they're being taught parables. Huh? And many are asleep. Many are dying. Many are dead. Sleep means dead, dying, and they're gone. Huh? They tell, they palate is tied to the, they palate is, their tongue is tied to the top of their palate and their eyes is closed and their lips is glued. They are gone because they didn't understand and they didn't discern, huh? The discernment of the Lord's body. 
And we all been taught the parable about having communion in the church. I'm not against the communion in the church, but when you graduate from the communion, you have to know that you have the communion of God in you. We are the communion. We are the blood. We are the body. We are the spirit of him and the promise of our father. But now, in conclusion, that's where I'm trying to get to. Let's go and find out why. It is important for us to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Because in the mysteries of the kingdom of God, we receive the 30, the 60, and the 104. So let's go to Genesis chapter 14 and conclude you. I think I said that about five times already. But glory be to God. Genesis 14 verse 14. Let's start there. Now, when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night, strategically, and he and his servants attacked them and persuaded them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods as well as the women and the people. That's why I'm adamant about the the, the, the women in the ministries of the Promise of Our Father podcast. They have just as an important role as anybody else in this ministry. This is God's ministry. This is not my ministry, your ministry. This spiritual cuts ministry is every woman ministry who wants to walk in the authority and the leadership that God gave. Abraham brought all the women back. All the children are leaders here in the spiritual cuts ministry. So don't feel like because you are a male, you are in charge. You ain't in charge of nothing because I ain't. And you are not either. But my women, I want you to know you. You have leadership privileges in the spiritual cuts ministry. And God wants you to be boldly in who you are. So Abraham, let me get out of that, as well as the women and the people. And verse 17, we're in Genesis chapter 14, verse 17. Huh? And the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley. You got to watch Sodom. That's that stuff going on with that rainbow stuff. Huh? At the valley of Shavai. This is the kings of valleys. After he's returned from the defeat of Chattelaroma and the kings who were with him. Then Machazadeh. <laughs> Who is God in the flesh? Machazadek. When you go to uh, Hebrews chapter 7, Machazadek had no mother, had no father, had no sibling, had no beginning, had no end. Who And Christ came in the order after Machazadek. Who can Christ come in the order after if God is Father and no one can come to God except through Christ? So God is the Machazadek. Huh? The king of Salem. That's where I'm trying to get to. Brought out bread and wine. Come on. He was the priest of God. He was the priest of the most high God. And he blessed Abraham and said, Blessed be Abraham of the most high God. 
professor of the heaven and earth. So Abraham professed the heavens and the earth through the body, huh? Yes, sir. Through his grandfather, Enoch, the body that was produced from out of the heavens and the earth, he professed that to God. God protected him through what he professed, his testimony. And this is what God did. He's professing of the heaven and the earth, and God blessed him who has delivered you from, from out of the hands of your enemies. This is what I'm trying to get to in verse 20. And he gave him a tent of all. So God gave Abraham a tent of all because the tent was needed for the kingdom. So now let's go back to the 30, to the 60, and to the 100 in Matthew and in Mark. They that sow on good grounds that are not being taught parables, but being taught the mysteries of the kingdom of God, know that they need the ten. The ten that he gave Abraham produced the promise. So Abraham promise was produced from out of the ten because Abraham had to work for the thirty and the sixty to walk in the hundredfold to manifest the promise. We are as Isaac is, is the promise of God, my God, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. So the promise of our father podcast is teaching you about the parables. The parables no longer exist through the, 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 the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God needed the ten. Isaac is the father of promise. Abraham is the father of faith. And we are as Isaac was in Galatians 4.28 of the children of promise. And in Romans 9.10, it teaches you that Isaac is the promise of the father. So when Abraham ate the tent, this goes along with the fulfillment of the kingdom. So the glory of God was in Abraham's presence and gave Abraham what he needed to produce in a dead body, him and Sarah. He waited 25 years for it to manifest. I told you, I told you Enoch was 65, Abraham was 100. So 100 years is nothing to produce the promise in the body that understand the parables is no longer needed. But the kingdom of God is being manifested. My brothers and sisters, I want you to know we are as Isaac is. Isaac was are the children of the promise. These are those who are not on the outside, but on the inside of God through the spirit of Christ. Hey, glory. This is Pastor D. Washington. Hey, glory. The ten, huh? The sit the 30 and the 60 is the fulfillment of the blood and the new covenant and the body of the new covenant that we discern. We won't fall asleep because we have the discernment of the body where it started at in the tent. 
in the promise of our Father podcast. We're going to continue teaching on how to manifest the glory of the promise of the seed, which was the promise of the Father in Abraham, who was in a dead body at 100 years old, and Sarah being 90 years old. So even my women had glory at 90 years old. You still can produce the glory of God in your body through the discernment of the kingdom of God and remove yourself from out of the parable. <clears throat> this is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. May God continue to bless you and your family forever. We love you and continue to bar. Continue to follow us. You can reach us at 678 764-1614. We got a book online. You got Pastor D. Washington at yahoo.com. You can reach us at reach out, reach out, reach out. Continue to manifest God's glory in the body that you're in because God's body is in you that you're showing his glory. We love you here at Spiritual Cuts Ministry and the Promise of Our Father podcast and continue to pray for us and we'll continue to pray for you. We love you forever. Glory.